Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we are talking about The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon, Episode 2. Renee is back. Hi, Renee. How are you? Hello. I am great. Thank you for having me again. Always. You're always welcome. (laughs) I'm so glad that you're back. We had such a great conversation last week. And so I'm looking forward to your thoughts and insights on this next episode. Let's just jump into the question of the day. And I wondered, like, you know, what should this question of the day be? And then all of a sudden, it just clicked for me because I thought about the moment when Daryl and these kids were watching Mork and Mindy, which is such a blast from the past Mm -hmm. with, you know, for people that don't know, this is Mm -hmm. where Robin Williams began or near where he began. It was just such a great moment, I thought, Mm -hmm. in this whole episode. And so it got me to thinking about sitcoms and favorite memories, because Daryl does talk about how, you know, he and, and Merle would watch this to escape. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, their life, their family, the abuse, uh, just all of that, all of that dysfunction in their family. So uh, it was just really nice to see Daryl's response to that show. So I would love to know if you have a favorite sitcom from the past. I, well, I just remember being in that, you know, we watched Mork and Mindy. I remember that very vividly. But I also, we were all about the A-Team and Dukes of Hazard. Those were the two, like my my whole family, you know, like we, yeah. you know, back then you didn't sit around and watch all these, you know, you didn't have, even when I was a little, little, we didn't have VCRs and all that stuff. So you, you know, just watch whatever's on TV. But that was right. two shows the whole family sat together and watched. <laughs> Those are good ones. And yes, I, I remember with my parents watching Mm -hmm. a lot of those type of shows. And Mm -hmm. I was trying to pinpoint something that was really pivotal to me, but, and there's so many because they go through the decades, right? Mm -hmm. To me, I mean, I remember watching all the reruns of like, I love Lucy and watching the Brady bunch and taxi Mm -hmm. and watching cheers. Uh, I, all of those, I really love cheers a lot. It was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but I would say as, I also really liked Seinfeld. That is actually yeah. one of uh, the shows that I really appreciate so much. And it's funny, but I was just today on social media and I was watching a clip with Jerry Seinfeld on it. And there was, most people loved Jerry Seinfeld himself as a comedian, mm-hmm. but there were a couple of people that didn't think he was all that funny. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a acquired taste. I think. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't think so. But I think if you watch Seinfeld, you really get him. And so mm-hmm. then his humor is evident if you watch, uh, listen to him at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so anyway, there are just, <laughs> yeah, so many sitcoms. And currently, I would say the sitcom that I still watch is um, The Connors, which oh, began from Roseanne. That. Yeah. Yes. So if you ever liked Roseanne, you mm-hmm. can currently watch The Connors. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting that Mork and Mindy is a spinoff and then it's being featured in a spinoff. Yes. So I thought that was very cool. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I love that. Yes, because that was from Happy Days. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Mork first appeared in Happy Days. Yeah. And then he had his own Yes. Spin-off. So I thought yes. that was kind of cool. <laughs> 
That is kind of cool. I love that. I love that correlation. See, takes Renee to bring this to my attention. So I appreciate that. All right. So friends out there, let us know what you think. What is one of your favorite sitcoms from the past? We would love to know. You can reach us on Twitter or Instagram at Screens in Focus. All our social media links are on our website at screensandfocus.com. They are also in our show notes, and we would love to hear from you. All right. Renee, did you have any news by chance? Um, Fear the Walking Dead trailer came out today. The, the, like They've been doing little teasers and snips and clips and whatever. So this is the official trailer today. And the key art came out, which it for it's just features Madison, which I saw some people were not pleased with. <laughs> so being the final, you know, episodes and everything, they... I don't yeah. think they like just having her there, which I mean, she's, it's going to be a Madison centric back end, I believe, you right. know, right. But I do get, I mean, <laughs> it's the last season, your last, you know, last six episodes coming up that you would think that they would have featured more than just Madison. But anyway, yeah. that's what it is. But yeah, so it was, I don't know if you got to watch it yet, but yeah, it's just, I haven't, you know. Yeah, so, you know, very, like, Madison, you know, she wants to save Padre, and, uh, you know, Strand is back, and he wants to help her, and he finds out about, you know, she's in distress or whatever, he needs to come help, and then I think everyone knows by now that Troy's coming back, and he's heavily featured in the trailer as well, and um, he's got this army of the undead that he's using to come against them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I, I, I love... The trailer makes it look very exciting, but <laughs> I just, I don't know. I will see what happens because, you know, like season eight started out really good and then it kind of fizzled. <laughs> so we're hopefully mid-season we can pick it back up again. I had seen the the previous trailer because there's a new trailer out, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the previous trailer, when they showed Troy, didn't he almost look like a vampire? I don't know if you got that vibe. It was his eyes. They almost looked like they yeah. were glowing. Well, his, well, the one eye I think is fake. It happened because of bashing the hammer in his head. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why he had the sunglasses on and then he takes them off to show her, you know, like, this is what you did to me <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, it was just the one eye where he had been hit in the head. So must have been in damage from that. Yeah. And maybe it made it look more prominent in that mm-hmm. trailer, but I yeah. just got this vampire vibe. I well, mean, it looked almost like, I think his eyes might be brown and it was like whitish, bluish or something. Yeah. It was yeah. very different. Yeah. yeah de- definitely very distinct. So I don't know if, if it's a fake eyes got stuck in there, if it just the damage from the hammer blow. I don't know. <laughs> right. Right. Or they just wanted to make him look yeah, uh, like scary. Remind everybody. Yeah, like and, <laughs> yeah, a villain. Yeah. yeah, could be. All right. Well, we'll see when that comes out. Uh, October 22nd. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got high hopes, you know. I do too. I do too. Just because it's the final. So you hope so. But and it will be the same as um, as Daryl Dixon had where AMC plus it just airs the day of but AMC plus will start at 3am yeah. Eastern. And then AMC, it'll just be the 9pm 9, 9 Eastern like it is but no early, you know, not Thursday or anything like that. So right. Like I said, we can look forward to that and hope for the best. So, and I and I want them to end on a high note. I really do. Yeah. So, ah, let's hope, let's hope. Okay, so let's get to Daryl Dixon 
episode two, Alouette. Is it Alouette? Mm-hmm. Did you ever sing mm-hmm. that song when you were in choir? Well, the funny thing is what I remember that from is from Tom and Jerry. The oh. little, remember his little nephew guy or whatever he was? He actually had a little French costume on and he's cutting ham and he's making a sandwich and that's what he's singing. And I remember that from childhood and I posted that on social media. I said, you know, this is what I remember from. And then my daughter shared a funny thing. So it's about plucking this lark and like getting him ready to eat. But his different body parts are mentioned. My daughter's French teacher used that song to teach them the body, the parts of the body in French. Oh my gosh. That's good. I, well, I was in choir in elementary school and we would sing the song. So I totally knew it. It, So it's, it's interesting how that song, you know, rings a bell for people and that they used it. Right. So uh, I, I'm sure in France, they sing it all the time. We just don't know it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for us that are, you know, it, it just touches upon different things for us. So uh yeah so when I saw it, it was the first thing I thought I said oh exactly I, cool I started singing it in my head <laughs> yeah yeah so in this episode a flashback to Isabel's pre-apocalypse life in France really sheds light on her journey mm-hmm. and as the story unfolds we discover about Laurent's birth raising questions about his role in survival. Meanwhile, Daryl assumes an unlikely title <laughs> that adds humor to the mix while he stays true to his beliefs on his journey home. And throughout, we do see the themes of sacrifice and survival and identity and purpose. So overall, what did you think of this episode? I really liked it. I love seeing her backstory, of course, because you know, we're all curious. You know, she... Um, you know, we don't know, has she always been a nun? Uh, no, <laughs> we found out, you know, pretty quickly. Yeah. But yeah, so it was just very interesting to see that. And I, you know, it's, I think a lot of us that are love this genre and thing just love to see the beginnings, you know, it's just so yes. interesting to see how things unfolded and what people were doing. And, you know, these people are just standing there and things are happening, you know, they're being attacked yeah. and, you know, like on the Metro and all that, you know, that just, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I always love those. I just love those uh, beginnings and seeing how that all, you know, but it was, yeah, but her story was very interesting, you know, with her sister and with Quinn and with, you know, all that. So it was, yeah, yeah it was really good to see that. And then, yeah, Daryl, every time I've mentioned this with him and the little kids, it reminds me of the Lost Boys in like, you know, Peter Pan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just got this little group and everything. And um, I did read an interesting thing. Um, I think it was the director that said it. Like they wanted the kids to kind of flock to Daryl. They didn't even have to tell them because Norman just kind of, he just, I don't know, kids like him. And wow. they didn't even really have to, to coach them a whole lot. They just kind of like sided up to him and stuff, you know? <laughs> You're so good at giving me chills. So good at it. I'm so glad. Yeah, so I think it was just fun to see that because, you know, we know how Daryl is with kids and things. So to see, you know, that it's, it wasn't just because Judith and all of those were familiar with him. It's just something that's about him and probably because he's kind of childlike himself, perhaps. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, I thought it was a really... Um, very, uh, yeah, it was a very interesting episode and how everything pans out and, you know, that he meets the American and they, you know, there was just, yeah, a lot of neat tidbits in, you know, overall. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, because you don't know what's going to happen in episode two. So we saw the first episode. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. I I think it exceeded our expectations because we really weren't sure what was going to happen. So but then you never know about episode two. Is it going to? Yeah. 
come in and really support what we saw in episode one. And I think it really did for me. Mm -hmm. I was just, I'm just glued to the set watching this unfold. And I love flashbacks. So I think it is so mm -hmm. perfect. Daryl was making me laugh again. Here we go for the <laughs> second episode. So many humorous moments in this. And, and then I always love a road trip. And they are basically yeah. on a road trip, you know, mm -hmm. because they're stopping along the way and meeting different groups, whether they're good or bad, and just having to deal with them. So I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know what's going to happen in episode three, even though you do. But I don't know. We'll see how far, you know, we get to be on this road trip with them. So I want to dig in a little bit more to the mm -hmm. flashback sequence because you're right that we get to see how it all started in France, which I think is mm -hmm. so exciting and is because you always want to see how people deal with it, how, uh, you know, um, and it's scary. It is so scary. Mm -hmm. I was scared again. Even because at that moment, well, you know, she's going to live, but you don't know about anybody else. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so just having that experience about what you would do. And I've talked about this before. And I'll be curious to see if you do this. But I always when I walk out the door, walk my dog go to throughout the garbage on the side, I look out now and say, <laughs> What if there were zombies? And I'm serious. I didn't <laughs> used to do this before. But I, I always think, what if there were zombies? Like, what, what? where would I run? Where would I jump? Could I use this for a weapon? You know, where would we hide? How would I get to my family again? So it just reminds us seeing it from the beginning um, would be just like how we are now. And if something were mm -hmm. to jump out at us and attack <laughs> us. So... One, you can answer your question is if you ever put yourself in that position. And then two, let me know what you think about a little bit more in, in depth about the flashback scenes. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's funny that you say that because my family, we do that all the time. Like we'll see some, that would make a great, you know, Z-Pock, you know, hideout. That would be the great, you know, or, you know, <laughs> or, you know, we say goofy things like, man, we should dig a moat around the house. Or, you know, you know, just that kind of goofy yeah. stuff. But yeah, you'll see something and think, man, that we need that like in our weapon. You know, we should have that as a weapon. That would be great in the apocalypse, yeah. you know? So yeah, we do that. And yeah. And then like, if it's dark, I'm always like looking around. Yeah. Like the same yeah. kind of thing. You know, I think it's just, we're so engrossed in this genre that we're just like, <laughs> 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 I think I'll be prepared, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Yes. So yeah, but yeah, it, I just loved, um, yeah, it was just fun because we've seen in other, you know, other franchises or movies or whatever, we've seen the beginnings yeah. and things like that. Fear, Fear of the Walking Dead showed us the beginning, you know, and even yeah. in World Beyond, they touched on a lot of that the night of, you yeah. know, and things like that. And in a little bit in the Walking Dead, but not as much as the others. But it's just fascinating to see how people, uh, you know, try to gather supplies and try to figure things out and try to find people and, you know, that stuff. So it's yeah. always fascinating, but especially to be in another country because, the, yeah. you know, things are just very different. You know, I was really surprised um, that Quinn had a gun because uh -huh. in France, you know, you got to have like, it's, it's, it's not how it is here, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, it, things are very different with their guns and stuff. I, I think that France is a little more lenient than some of the other European areas and things like that, but they still, there's, it, it, 
you have to be a hunter. You have to be, you know, there's a lot of criteria to get that. So he, that made me think he maybe had that not legally. (laughs) So then that makes me wonder more about him for one thing. Right. So I, you know, and then to see her sister, you know, come with her, you know, obviously she's, you know, caring for, you know, she wanted to make sure or who wouldn't want to make sure. But I will say I was so mad at her for not making sure that little girl got back to her house. (gasps) Why would you just tell her, you've seen these people attacking people. You've had, you know, you've walked how many far and you've seen this and you just tell her, oh, go home, honey. (laughs) So I was mad at her for that. But yeah, so I, you know, I'm trying to, you know, like when she was standing there watching the Metro, you know, it's going by the trains going by and she's just, I was like trying to think like how I would feel. Right. Yeah. Not knowing what's going on and you see all this happening on the, you're like, for number one, thank God I'm not on the train yet. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it just had to be very unsettling for her because it's like, right. what is happening? And plus she was coked out of her head and she was, I mean, she had a lot yeah. going on. She True. Was She's all, wait, am I tripping or what's happening here? So yeah. 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 So anyway, yeah, I thought it was really good and I'm excited. Quinn, his, his, um, Character description talks about him being this, uh, he's like a black marketeer. He is um, a owner of like an underground nightclub that we're going to see, you know, and these, I mean, that's his apocalyptic description. So it'll be interesting to see, Uh, you know, when they see, at least in the teaser, there was a teaser and he said, it's good seeing you after so long or something. So there will be, you know. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. So that wasn't one of the teasers. And so then I was like, oh, <laughs> so yeah, so we will see him again. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what, if anything happens between them. So yeah. Um, I'm yeah, looking forward to that. But yeah, I, I, I loved it. I really thought they did a very good job at, you know, showing all that, um, you know, the beginning of that and everything in France. Yes. Oh, man. So, yeah, right, right in Paris. So well, actually, when I was watching it, I thought about what you had said last week about how romantic it (laughs) feels to be in Paris and the juxtaposition of it being an apocalyptic (laughs) world now. And so when she was uh, not in the car, but she comes up from the subway before Quinn gets Mm -hmm. there, I thought about that because all those cafes, it just looks so (laughs) nice and like, oh, you just want to be outdoors and having your coffee or, you, or whatever you're eating. And then no, but here's this chaos that is happening in this. Just everywhere. And sees, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so crazy. And so I, it, you know, it reminded me of what you had said last mm-hmm. week about that. But also, I truly, truly love flashbacks in anything mm-hmm. that we see because we it fills so much of what we need to know and it mm-hmm. informs us of where they are at now. And so we were able to see she was not a nun <laughs> and, and she was a pickpocket. And I knew that right off. I knew that right off going into that. I'm like, she's a pickpocket. I, I don't know why I could just tell before when she just started mm-hmm. talking to the first person guy that she mm-hmm. was there with. You know, you could kind of see where she was going with certain things. And um, so I love learning that about her. I thought it was interesting that we saw the scars on her wrist mm-hmm. Yeah, at that time. So she had them already. It wasn't something that she got in the apocalyptic world. Yeah. They were there mm-hmm. already. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting to learn about her. And also, I did... Uh, that her sister was important to her, right? Because when she first goes back, I thought it was her roommate. And then you realize that it's her sister. 
and also about the little girl. Now, my initial um, thought on the little girl, which I can see where you're coming with from when you say you're mad at her, but I just felt so sorry. I felt so bad for that little girl because I for sure think that little girl was probably going to die. <laughs> and I thought, because she was saying, oh, my parents are fighting. I thought she was, the little girl was going to say something about that was happening, like my mom did this or my dad did yeah. that or they're gone or something, but mm -hmm. it's like, oh, they're fighting. It was an interesting moment to put mm -hmm. into this episode. Yeah. It, it was like, okay, so are you showing that she cares for young people because she's caring for her sister and now she's caring for this or young girl? And mm -hmm. I, I don't know, is it her nature to care about young people? I, I, I don't mm -hmm. know exactly, but... Um, I, yeah, it was a heartbreaking moment, I thought, yeah. to see that. It really, <laughs> truly was. And uh, it wasn't hard to figure out when the sister was getting sick and had stomach pains that, oh, uh. oh, she's going to have a baby and we know who this baby is going to be. Mm -hmm. So what, besides this flashback, what was another highlight or what stood out to you in the episode? Well, the whole thing with the kids, the whole, that whole thing was really great. I mean, even you know, the Daryl interactions, the, you know, like poor little Laurent, you know, get kind of getting pushed out of their group because they're such a tight knit group. And they were kind of like, hmm, yeah. you know, who is this kid that's telling us yeah. this Count of Monte Cristo story about his dad and, you know, this kind of thing, you know, like it was just, uh, it kind of, you know, kind of broke your heart a little just to see him. I mean, yeah. I was so excited it to did. see these kids in play, you know, like to have that. And then, they kind of, you know, which it just happens with kids, you know what I mean? But it was like, that part was kind of sad. And, and I really appreciated Daryl's honesty. I thought that, you know, he, yeah. you know, he was owning up to things that he did and admitting them to the yeah. people that he, you know, betrayed or whatever, you know, and that's, I mean, that's, that's tough to do. And he didn't have to do that. I mean, he did nobody, you know what I no. mean? The girl, like about the right. medicine and things like that, you know, she would have never yes. known. He could have just let, I mean, he could have just let it go, but I just, and it's just an interesting, not that we've ever really seen Daryl be dishonest, but it just, I just, I guess it just shows you how much he's grown from the man he you know, was before the apocalypse, you yeah. know, like under Merle's, mm -hmm. you know, um, influence and all of that kind of stuff. So I just really, I don't know. It just really stood out to me that he was being very honest with everyone and yeah. which is an admirable quality, you know, and not, yeah. Not everyone can do that, especially if right. you're when you're wrong. So yeah. I really, yeah, I, I just I thought that really stood out to me for some reason. Well, I think it did for me too. And just watching Daryl navigate all of this world was just it was just very cool. And I just didn't appreciate Daryl Dixon enough, I think, in the I mean, I do. I do I yeah. loved him. I, I do, but I feel like because this show is highlighting all of his characteristics and all of his qualities, it just um, it just makes me realize how much I needed to see this series and mm -hmm. basically kind of what a gift it is to all of us. I think I truly yeah. do, and to think that he wasn't even a character in the comic books is kind of crazy, but he's so important to this whole universe. He really yeah. is. And, and you saying that about his honesty is so right on. And I think that is why people gravitate to him mm -hmm. because he, he is honest in how he approaches people. Uh, even with Judith on The Walking Dead, mm -hmm. I loved their relationship. And I loved mm -hmm. how he was just 
just treated her not like a child. Sure, he cared for her and wanted to care for her, but he didn't treat her like a kid. And that is mm -hmm. the same thing that he's doing with Laurent, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just like when he gets down from that, uh, you know, down from the little stagecoach, I don't know what you want to call it, <laughs> area, it comes down and talks to him and walks with him because, you know, and he says to him, and again, I'm jumping ahead here, but he says to him, man, being special, I was never told that I was special like that. That's kind of a cool thing. And I just, I just love his whole character and, mm -hmm. and everything, his humor and how he is with people. You're right, being honest and, and coming clean to people. Um, and just, him wanting to get home because that mm. is his goal right now. But while he's trying to approach that goal, he is still going to be the person that he is. And mm -hmm. and he has his his guiding light, his morals, mm. how he follows things, how he does things. He's going to keep doing them the Daryl way. And I just mm -hmm. love that about him. <laughs> and so, yeah. And then you had mentioned earlier about the kids gravitating toward mm -hmm. him. And I just loved when you said that that just naturally happened because I saw it happen on screen and thought mm -hmm. maybe it was a direction that mm -hmm. was given. But to find out that, no, it's Norman Reedus mm -hmm. is just being himself and, and Daryl Dixon is being himself. They both mm -hmm. are. And so mm -hmm. it just... um Kind of with kids, you can't really bullshit kids, right? <laughs> uh, you know, in in your character, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you can tell them other things that they might or might not believe, but they can sense it. I really mm -hmm. think so. Yeah, kids are very um, intuitive. Yeah, yeah, they they yeah. know things, and yeah, and uh, yeah, and I think I think it's funny too that you know we've had two episodes of this series, and I think we've heard Daryl talk more in two episodes than we have maybe the whole 11 seasons of The Walking Dead. True. I mean, not really. But you know what I mean? It's conversations, not just grunts or, <laughs> you know, that was always the joke. Yes. That he just you know, grunts and makes some noises and whatever. But we're getting, like, conversations out of him. And, um, you know, and I just, I, I hope they don't do anything romantic with him. And I know I'm jumping ahead too, but <laughs> I hope they don't do anything romantic with those two. But I love their chemistry. And I love, yeah, I just love how they are together. <laughs> I have some thoughts about that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to jump All ahead. Right. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. No, you can jump ahead anytime you want. It's just, it's so funny. It's so funny when we talk because you always say things that are going through my mind. And uh, I love that you verbalize them. I'm like, oh my gosh. Anyway, let's talk about the themes that we saw. Mm -hmm. in this episode. And so I know that there's always sacrifice and always survival, but how can it, there not be in this apocalyptic yeah. world? Mm -hmm. And we also see identity and purpose, which again, mm -hmm. because everything comes out through so much stronger in, mm -hmm. in when, when you're put in this position. <laughs> so did you see those themes anywhere? Or mm -hmm. did you see any others that you want to talk about? Yeah, I definitely, yeah, all of those you met, I was like, those were all really good. When I read that, I was like, yes, those were exactly, and I feel like almost all, like, you know, the main characters, Laurent, Sylvie, and, you know, yes. Isabel and Daryl, they all kind of, and even Lou, you know, the girl, the girl and yes. head of the children, you know, and things, you know, they all kind of had those, you know, like, I, I thought that Lou, I really liked her character. I thought she was really good. And she like, she yes. saw right through Daryl's father, Daryl thing. She knew that wasn't real. And I mean, <laughs> this guy can't, you know, <laughs> He doesn't complain, you know, he doesn't carry himself anything like that. You know, she knew that was a complete <laughs> lie. But but I just, yeah, I think all of them kind of experienced those things, those main characters anyway. And, you know, I, I like how, um, 
you know, like, you know, Isabel was willing to sacrifice her relationship with Quinn to save her sister. And, you know, those kind of, cause you know, we don't know how long they've been together or whatever, but you know, it's still left, you know, she's not leaving her sister. And so, you know, just those kind of things, Daryl, you know, like, just look, you know, like when she said that father Daryl thing, he's like, you know, like what is going on here? But he so goes along funny. with it to keep everybody safe. You know, he didn't exactly. want to problem. But all right, I'll mm-hmm. do this. Um, I thought it was neat too that we did uh, during uh, Lorenz's birth, we saw a young Sylvie. So I thought that was really yeah. interesting to see, to know, you know, that probably explains why she's so, you know, uh, kind of close to, or, you know, she takes care of right. her because she grew up there also. And she's, you know, yes. that's a common bond they have. And so I really liked that we saw her, you know, it really wasn't a story. It was just a clip of her, but then we understood, Oh, she grew up in the Abbey as well. And yeah. so, and that was, you know, on the onset of the outbreak. So how long had she been there with them? You know, was it just right. because of the outbreak? I mean, it hadn't been that long, you know, so, it, you know, that is a kind of a curious thing, but anyway, it was just good to see that. And, um, and then, yeah, Daryl, you know, it's just fun to see him still, you know, using his skills, you know, to, to protect everyone. And he's, like, you know, thinking ahead and trying to figure out these, you know, ways. Okay, well, how do I get out myself out of this mess? <laughs> or, you know, save people and things. Yeah. But anyways, yes, those were the, you know, the, I guess the biggest highlights of those, you know, themes and things to me. When you were talking about Sylvie, because in the flashback, when mm-hmm. um, Isabel and Lily drove up, they say, oh, Sylvie thought that you were her parents coming together or she's waiting for her parents. So, oh. yeah, apparently her parents are gone and mm-hmm. she's there. But I, I caught that on my second okay. viewing of uh, yeah. watching this. So it made me realize why toward the end there that and I'm jumping ahead to Laurent and Sylvie and their purpose Mm -hmm. wanting to know their purpose and Isabel says something to them that I know that you and Laurent need to find your purpose because you both I guess because Laurent really doesn't know he has a story of where he his parents Mm -hmm. are came from but he doesn't really know that Isabel is his his aunt and Mm -hmm. so he has a story and so he wants to know more about his past and so does sylvie because she doesn't mm-hmm. know her parents are gone and who knows what happened hopefully we'll learn more about them yeah mm-hmm. but yeah just the same thing uh, along the same lines as what you said was isabel's past and also we see that isabel took care of lily even mm-hmm. pre a uh, pre-apocalypse because yeah. the parents were gone Mm-hmm. And Lily says that to her, you know, you've taken care of me. So she mm-hmm. has sacrificed her, you know, being a young person out in the world mm-hmm. to take care of her sister. And also mm-hmm. the things that she has to do to survive is to pickpocket people because she has to mm-hmm. make money because mm-hmm. her parents are gone. So, you know, we see a lot of that in there. Uh, also with Daryl fighting RJ, which <laughs> was kind of... um an interesting thing to find that this guy is a Texan and uh, he thinks that Daryl's going to align with him just because yeah. they are both from the United States, <laughs> which was interesting. Cause I guess that could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for the guy was a jerk yeah, <laughs> and all out for himself. Yeah. I thought that was a, an interesting character. Okay. And this is just a side note when he's being eaten 
it just, I thought it was hysterical that he's writing, I'm an American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's that going to do? <laughs> what is that going to do, buddy? Yeah, I don't know what he thought that was. Yeah. <laughs> it, was so, it was so funny. I thought that is a, yeah. a hilarious line. Yeah, um, that was humorous. <laughs> oh, and okay. So this is where I, I'm, I'm going to bring it up just a little bit here. We see Isabel and Daryl talking in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and they are talking in the bed because they are talking about, uh, she asks them, oh, did you watch that television series, that mm -hmm. Mork and Minnie show? And he says, yeah, me and my brother used to watch it. They just, I just feel like they're having this connection talking about their past and mm -hmm. wanting to escape. And she asks him, Oh, you're trying to get home. And it was interesting when she said that because I almost feel like she, I don't know, like she doesn't want him to go home. Not mm -hmm. that she doesn't want him, like she's going to prevent him, but, yeah, but it's um, the way she said it was almost as if she was his girlfriend and she's mm -hmm. like uh like what you want to go <laughs> home but why yeah. well, why and also the fact that he was going to get off that bed and she yeah. said no there's room enough for the both of us and he's all okay and i'm like what is going on here what is going on so i think that something <laughs> may happen eventually and maybe nothing mm -hmm. will actually happen but i just i feel this mm -hmm. uh tension uh between them i i do yeah. feel it i do feel this chemistry between them that goes beyond <laughs> friends so um i don't know i don't know it'll be interesting to see i mean she is a nun so i'm mm -hmm. sure daryl's gonna wait but um yeah i don't know i don't know about that Renee, we'll, we'll see. I know you don't want it to happen. Yeah. And it's probably and it's probably best not to happen because that just keeps that, you know, that uh, chemistry between them alive, right? If mm -hmm. if nothing does happen, but uh, if something does, I can see it. I guess we'll I find out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So let's talk about that flashback to the childbirth scene <laughs> because that was pivotal in this episode yeah because of so many of so many reasons so tell me what your whole thoughts are on that whole scene so you know i so this is very everyone is of course comparing it to the last of us because it's similar. It is. And I mean, even Greg Nicotero said that when The Last of Us came out, he was watching it and he's like, um, guys, because they were already filming this, told everyone that, you know, yeah, that's similar, but it does, it's different, you know, and yeah. everything. So that gives me hope. But I, I guess I hope that this Messiah thing is completely different than the fact that Laurent is immune or has the antibody or whatever. I just hope they bypass that because it's been done and it just seems like they're putting so much emphasis on the religion aspect, you know, that the monk believed that he is an answer to a prophecy that he's a miracle. You know, they're really emphasizing all that. And I, yeah, I, I feel like there's going to be more to it. There's a, there's a clip. I think it was in the very first, or I don't remember the first time we saw Laurent, like on one of the clips, he is standing, there's like a lot of walkers and he's just standing there praying like his hands are and he's just standing there. And it, so that, you know, kind of makes me, it, 
I just think it would just it would just be very interesting uh, storyline to go that direction than just oh yeah he's immune we're gonna take him and do this stuff you know and you know I so I just I just really hope that his special thing and the nuns are so you know the nuns believe it you know they're very convinced that there's something more to his story and more to him that he is yeah. special whatever that means so um, I just feel like it it would be too easy just to do, Oh, he's immune <laughs> or whatever that kind right. of, you know, that type of a storyline. So I'm really hoping, I mean, I know, you know, we watched him being born, you know, she had turned, she'd been bit, you know, and, and that all happened pretty quick because, you know, I don't know. Well, we don't know, I guess how, when she was bit, when they saw that ambulance and everything right. was when she was yes. bit yeah. to when they arrived, we don't, it, it seemed like it was the same, like that same day, but we, I guess we don't know that for sure. But, um, yeah, so that's what I, I hope, that they don't just take the easy route and do it that way, that they continue with this religious connotations they've been pushing, you know, and things, and that it's something bigger than that. I don't know what that is, but... <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? We don't, but I I would hope the same that you are saying also, because I do like that whole religious aspect. I do like that whole faith and hope. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you were talking, it reminded me of World War Z, mm -hmm. because maybe they are bypassing him because he does he had maybe it's his body like something in his mm -hmm. body and they're like okay yeah, you're you have something in uh you have something in you that's in us so we're gonna walk around <laughs> you uh I, I I don't know that just went through my mind when you said that mm -hmm. yeah um yeah. so it and I don't know, you know, like those clips too, you know, it's hard to tell what's going on because they're so quick, but he, you know, it, it looks like that's what, you know, what's going on. And so it could be, you know, just kind of a smoke and mirrors thing that they're making. And, oh, we'll make them, you know, see this clip quick and then everybody will start speculating about what's going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, true. Very true. Oh my gosh. I know. See, but it has us hooked, right? Trying to figure out what mm -hmm. is this kid's special abilities. And mm -hmm. yeah, is it that he has antibodies or is it that he is the next Messiah or has something special about him? It's all just so intriguing. I thought it was interesting that they knew to tie up uh, Lily, that they knew to tie her up already because it, mm -hmm. it, if it was all within a day or two, how would they know this? And mm -hmm. also when the baby was born and they said, oh, it's a miracle. Why is it a miracle? I, yeah. I want to know what they know. I feel like they know mm -hmm. something that we don't know. And mm -hmm. uh, because they just were saying things that I thought and doing things like they've been experiencing this longer than the rest of us at this yeah, point. That, yeah, because that, that tie up thing, that's right. I forgot that because when I saw that, I thought, what, how did they know to do that? You know, and yeah. And now that I think about it, Isabel even said something when she first met Daryl, tell explaining about Laurent. She said something about the, you know, his birth and that he should have never survived that. Well, I mean, I, I mean, they had her tied up. They, he wasn't, you know, so I, now I'm like starting to think back at things yeah. and wondering, you know, what did she mean? Because the other thing I just thought of also was that when Lily said something, she said, how long when Isabel asked her? She said it had just been a few months is what she said. And so it's like, how could he be born? You know what I mean? So now I'm like really questioning a lot of this, you know, because 
of those little things, you know, like why Isabel thought it was such a miracle that he, he was, he, she said he should never have lived through that, I believe is what she said. First episode when she was explaining uh, about yeah. Lorraine to yeah. Daryl and she said, well, he's yeah. a miracle or something or he's special something. If there's a lot of weird or, you know, open-ended things there. Are you thinking that there more time has passed or are you thinking? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm thinking, you know, he was born, he looked pretty healthy. He didn't look premature, he, you know, and that kind of thing. Right. Well, they so said seven I'm, months. Later on, they said it was seven months that she was pregnant. When, when did they say, who said, I'm sorry, who said that? I uh, I don't know where I got seven okay. months, but I got seven months from somewhere uh, that she was seven months pregnant, which is still early. Oh, no, yeah, but it's not a couple. Like when they're at the car and she starts getting sick. You know, she looks down and like sees her, you yeah. know, looks looks yeah. at her abdomen and says, "How long has it been?" or something like that. Yeah, like, and she know, does say a few months. Say, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, later on, something hmm. somebody says something, or I, I don't know where <laughs> I because I thought the same thing. How do you have a baby? But then I read somewhere that it was seven months. Okay. Well, yeah, but I mean, not yeah. not as not as yeah because they did yeah because they did do yeah. C section so. Yeah. yeah, there are a lot of un- unanswered things there. And I'm going to have to go back and listen to those things again to see how I can piece it together. <laughs> or they're going to give us more as time goes on, which is what I hope. And, and that's that they probably will what will happen. Yeah. 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 But. All right. <laughs> uh, do you have any other thoughts or tidbits or predictions or theories <sighs> no. or anything? I'm excited. The next episode, um, the tra- the little like trailer for it came out, and they, you know, they will arrive in Paris. So that'll be exciting to see. You know, uh, we saw it in this episode as you know all new or you not new, but not destroyed. <laughs> and now yeah. we're going to see it how many years after the outbreak. So you know, that's that will be interesting. And yeah, it, it, this series just has like a lot of times, like The Walking Dead. I always had predictions. Oh, you know, this will happen next. I yeah. just like this is just. I don't know. And it's, I mean, right. it's exciting. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I love to speculate. We all love to speculate, but it's, yeah, this is pretty tricky to like, Oh, what's going to happen next? You know, yeah. because they're doing it as these little, um, I read this somewhere. I can't remember if it was Greg Nicotero. I, I think it was Greg Nicotero that said they're doing this kind of like, um, some of the older, um, series where like the main character, you know, he had a mission that episode, he met people, either he impacted, they impacted, there was something, and then the next episode, those people are gone and he's on to the next group of people. Something's happening, you know, and they're doing, they wanted it to do it that way. And so I like how they're traveling. So it works out perfect because yes. they're, they're, they're yes. this stuff is happening as they go. So, yeah. And so um, some of the uh, new pictures that they released show some of the new characters that are coming, you know, they had some of the promotional photos um, they're circulating out there are um, of some of the new characters. So, you know, we get it, we'll get to see more new yeah. characters. So yeah, it's just, I yeah. think it's just really fun how they're doing it. And yeah, I, I honestly, I think I liked episode two better than the first episode and I love the first episode. So I'm really excited to right. see what's right, you know, more and more. So. Yes. And it's funny that uh, you heard um, Greg Nicotero say that because I had said earlier on, it feels like a road trip, you know, that they're yeah. on and they get to visit mm-hmm. different people along the way. Mm-hmm. But in, in seeing the third episode previews for it, I forgot about the other actors introduced. I thought, oh, yeah, that's still supposed to happen. <laughs> I'm like, that is so cool because these episodes are so cool. And I and then I'm reminded of all these other things that they're going to get to experience in this 
season one. So mm -hmm. it is pretty exciting to see that. Also, I really like how the episodes are constructed. Well, there's only been two so far, but mm -hmm. how last week I had said, I felt like the episode ended and then there was another bit to still mm -hmm. watch. And that happened mm -hmm. again, this episode. Mm -hmm. It's like you get come to a conclusion with the main characters, but then they mm -hmm. give you this, this yeah, little know. bit more, which is enough. It's not a snippet. It's a, it's some mm -hmm. scenes, right? And yeah. so we do see uh, Cadrone, if that's his name, <laughs> Cadrone <laughs> uh, looking at the map and listening to the recording of, mm -hmm. of Daryl and which I didn't like. I'm like, Ugh, I don't want him to know this much information. And then yeah. you see him looking through the book to see that Laurent was age two. And I'm thinking, well, how much information is in this book? I don't want him to know that either. I'm like, yeah. why don't people get rid of this stuff so other people don't <laughs> find it? It's driving me. I'm like, no, don't find this. Why would you leave the map of your map of your yes. thing on the wall <laughs> for anyone yes, to see? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So all these things, I'm thinking, oh my gosh. But with all of that happening, it did remind me too how Isabel doesn't want to take that road mm -hmm. that Daryl's all, this looks like the quickest road. And she's all, nope, we're going this way. And it's so funny because she just like puts her foot down and we're doing that. And I thought, okay, does this have to do with Quinn is one? And is she trying to avoid him? And two, it was interesting that he wanted to go the quickest route and not that you wouldn't, but it's just, this is Daryl. So mm -hmm. usually Daryl has to scope out things, get a feel for things. So <laughs> yeah. So it was interesting well, to I see. Think, go ahead. I just think it's kind of reinforcing the fact that he wants to be home. They're just, you know, trying to really hit that home that, yeah, okay, I'm doing this with these people, uh, but I want to go home. So we're yeah. doing this quick and then we're going, you know, so maybe it's part of that. True. Oh, and I'm not sure if I mentioned it earlier, but I wanted to bring up how you had talked about Daryl and Isabel being similar. Mm -hmm. You had mentioned that in the first episode. And when they were talking on the bed, I just felt that similarity again. I thought mm -hmm. you guys are so much alike doing what mm -hmm. you have to to survive pre-apocalypse. And then now you both take care of children you're both very strong. There's just so many similarities that I do like about the both of them. Yeah. And I like how, like, I feel like, you know, the apocalypse is, isn't always going to be this thing for everybody. Oh, that's a new lease on life kind of thing. But it is for them because they've gotten rid of that baggage that has kept them down for so long. Yeah. And so now they're free to be who they really are. You know, these, you know, yeah. compassionate people, these people who take care of other people, you know, Daryl's, you yeah. know, a provider and certain, you know, like, you know, he, has skills to protect people, you know, so it's almost like with these two, you know, and this doesn't happen for everyone, but for these two, they got rid of all that, you know, crap from their past, right, and could and start fresh and be better for it. Yeah, living their true selves, their authentic self. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I did want to bring up also the teacher that had influenced this group mm -hmm. of children and Lou. I agree with you. I really liked Lou too, the, that character. Mm -hmm. She was a good introduction. I also really appreciated Daryl recognizing her strengths and reminding her that she has the ability to do this, that she's been mm -hmm. doing this and she's good at it. I, I don't know. There's something about that moment that I just thought was kind of special uh, for him doing that and mm -hmm. uh, just him encouraging her. 
and all the kids too. I also wanted to say, I think I said this out loud when we were watching it, that I said, all these people probably think Daryl is so old because he's so <laughs> they're so young. So it's yeah. funny. It's like the wise old man. We have to listen yeah. to what he has to say. <laughs> but at that burial scene, oh my gosh, I was so, I mean, I know it was a, a moment of sadness for all of them because they're burying this person that they love. But when Laurent did the Nanu Nanu thing, oh <laughs> my god i was like what i cannot believe that is in the show i just cannot believe it and it's funny because my husband said what are you what are you talking about i'm like he did nanu nanu that's what mark does and it didn't even and he's really good my husband's really good at picking out things from tv shows and all this Mm -hmm. stuff and it just didn't it didn't dawn on him but for me it was hysterical i was like shocked that they yeah. put it in. But it also brought up how these kids haven't had TV or mm-hmm. any pop culture because how <laughs> how could they or how would they? And how they have this little bit and how they're grasping onto it and how they are looking at it and viewing it and incorporating it into their lives and using it. Because maybe they're like, oh, if it's on this, then maybe other people do this mm-hmm. too, which I thought was just a really cool thing to, um, mm-hmm. the more I thought about it, the more I, cool I thought it was to incorporate mm-hmm. that into this, uh, into the series and into this episode. They use, so the director had done an interview with, I don't remember who the original interview was, maybe the rap, I think, but he said he specifically used this more episode or, you know, more uh, an episode of the series because you know, they keep calling Daryl this fish out of water and yeah. he's an alien in a foreign land, you know, ah. the Mork is. So it's the parallels there too, you know? So I thought yeah. that was clever that they added that in because of that. But then it, yeah. And then it just kind of like made this whole thing with this. I, I yeah. And I, same thing when I heard him say that at the funeral, I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I mean, it was just like perfect, you know, because that was, I mean, it was something relatable to all those kids and it kind of yeah. lightened the mood a little for everybody because it is, you know, they're losing their teacher and everything. And, you know, but it was, yeah, it was just, <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. So funny, which, okay, we're at our segment and the award goes too. So I would love to know what was your favorite quote, character or moment? Well, the that was one of my favorites. I love that. But the quote that really stood out to me was, I think it was when Daryl, I think they were on the bed talking and things and talking about things that the kids missed and this and that. And Daryl says, it's hard to miss what you never had. And I was just like, oh, it's so sad because these kids don't know these things, you know? And, you know, it's like, oh, wow. What a, you know, I mean, you know, it's just not that, not that our lives are really truly enriched by TV and all these things, but it's just part of our childhood or part of, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, hey, I mean, they are. <laughs> no, I know this. I make my living on writing on show. You know, I mean, that's what I do. But yeah, it, but I just mean like in the big scheme of things, I guess, you know, but I mean, these kids are playing and having, you know, they're, they're making their own memories, but at the same time, they're missing out on some really neat things that we, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. but I just thought that was really, yeah. yeah, that, that was very interesting quote for Daryl to say, you know, at that, when she was yeah. talking about that. So. Oh man. Yeah. There are a lot of moments in here that were just really good. <laughs> I would say it was when father Daryl was saying grace. <laughs> oh, 
the fact that she told him, can you say grace? And I thought, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Because I thought he was going to find an excuse and get out of there. Yeah. But no, he accepts the challenge. And <laughs> he for not knowing what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. And he says what he says in his Daryl way, which is mm -hmm. absolutely perfect. And I love that Isabel just turns and looks at him like, you did it. And I, I really, I almost wanted to cover my face because I did not know what was going to happen. I was going to be mm -hmm. like, am I going to be embarrassed for Daryl? What's yep. going to happen? But it was so perfect. And like I said, it, he said it in his Daryl way. Mm -hmm. Everybody loved it. The kids all loved it. And, and after that, he slurps up his soup. <laughs> And what, <laughs> yeah. And what do the kids do? They slurp yep. up their soup. Like, they're like, right. he's doing it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because when I first watching that, I'm like, how does, you know, how would he even know how to put that together? And I got to thinking, oh, you know, he's like Father Gabriel. I'm sure he sat through his prayers. You know, so he's, <laughs> I mean, not growing up and things like that, but, you know, he's been yeah. around. So he probably, like you said, in his own Daryl way, that was, yeah. you know, Truly, that's, I mean, that's the way it should be, you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna pray that you just talk, you know what I mean? Right. And that's, yeah, but I did, yeah. I, I, yeah, that was really, really, and this, yeah, and then to top it off with slurping his soup, it was like, <laughs> what a perfect Daryl way to end that. <laughs> that yeah, so he, good. yeah, he just like wipes the, you yeah. know, wipes his mouth with the back of his hand and that was good soup. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me when he, uh, when Eric and Aaron had him over for spaghetti. <laughs> oh, remember yes. that Alexandria? And he's just slurping that spaghetti. It was like, oh my gosh. I know. It's so funny. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, friends out there, uh, we would love to know what your favorite <laughs> moment from this episode is. So uh, please share it with us and please be sure to join us each week as we dive into each episode of Daryl Dixon because it's so much fun. <laughs> We're having a blast here. We want you to have a blast with us. Okay, so we are segueing into our TV and movie recommendations. And Renee, I would love to know what you are watching. I'm kind of boring right now. My husband's out of town and I usually, you know, watch things with him. So I've, I've been going through the end of Law and Order SVU because I haven't watched the, the current, but I'm almost, I didn't realize how close to being done I am. I'm like a few episodes and I'm finished with the most current uh, season. Um, so I've, I've been going through that and the tutors, I'm still going through that. I can't remember how many seasons, but I'm already on three. I, I kind of feel like I'm getting to the end. So I've been watching that and with him gone, I haven't watched much else. My uh, my daughter and I did wa watch Steel Magnolias. <laughs> I love that movie. She had, yeah, she never watched it before, so we yeah we watched oh, that. And then we've been going. What did she think? What did she think about that movie? Yeah, we have we still actually have a tight little bit to go. We're not quite at the end, so um, so far, yeah, she's really enjoyed it and loved all the. You're talking about movie. the movie, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. I want to make Dolly sure because I know that there's Roberts, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, yeah. Just, you know, she has something she had never watched. And so we, yeah. So we're almost done. We're not quite to the end, but so far, yeah, she's been loving it. And, you know, she's a big fan of Dolly Parton and everything. She just thinks she's, you know, I mean, cause she's Dolly, you know? And yeah. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just loves all their Southern, you know, uh, the little quips they say all the time and things they say. And yeah, so, so far she's really loving it. So we have the tail end of that to finish, but, um, and then I, we've been going through some horror movies. And oh, I think we watched Sleepaway Camp again. Oh my gosh. 
those movies, you know, I just, I love those campy slasher, you know, kind of films like that. And so, yeah, she, that's another one she hadn't seen. So we watched it before my husband had gone out of town and yeah. That takes me back, Renee, takes me back. I remember when I watched this, I'm like, what am I watching? This is the worst movie, so but then you can't help, but yes, yep, it was. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah, like I said, we just, yeah, it just hasn't been a lot since he's been gone, but yeah, those are some of the ones anyway. Well, thank you for sharing those. Uh, those are good ones though. Those are good ones. So I, um, I have, two TV shows and two movies. And I loved all of them. So please, anybody just tune in. If you don't have anything to watch, you can watch any of these and they'll be good. So with the morning show, season three has begun on Mm. Apple TV. There's been two episodes. It's with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon and other other actors in it too. But it's a, it's really good. It's a, it's a fantastic show. I love it. I, it so much happens in it. It, surprises me and it's good. So I would highly recommend that. Okay. So surviving summer uh, season two is on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It just came out last Thursday or Friday and Mm -hmm. I binged it, (laughs) binged it in, was it one night or two nights? Now I can't remember, but I watched it all because (laughs) I am a sucker for surfing movies. I don't know why, but I am. (laughs) And if you couple surfing with teenage love and drama, <laughs> I'm there. I'm just, I love it. And if you have not seen it or don't know about it, it's about mm-hmm. an Australian teen drama that follows Summer Torres. That's her name, Summer. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called Surviving Summer. She's a rebel. Uh, she's from New York City, and and she falls for falls in with a crowd of surfers when she moves from Brooklyn to Australia for the summer. So. In season two, she's back, and now she has some surfing skills under her belt. Uh, I just, I, you just have to watch it. I just love it. I just love it. It's so much fun. Uh, okay, for movies, I watched A Million Miles Away. This is on Prime, and this is starring Michael Pena, and it's a biopic which portrays Jose Hernandez, a former farm worker who defied the odds to become an engineer and an astronaut. And it's a story of determination and community and just a journey of a, you know, of a unlikely dream to a remarkable reality. And I think it's perfect for National Hispanic Heritage Month. So I am putting a list together of movies to watch. And this will be one of them. And that's why Mm -hmm. I wanted to watch it. And I'm going to put it in my, uh, my list of 10 movies that people should watch this month. But it was a really good movie. I didn't know anything about it. And for me, uh, it reminded me of certain things when I was growing up too. just uh, the music and, and the things that they did, uh, just, you know, their life, their uh, being Mm -hmm. a farm worker. And uh, so I I just, I felt like I related to it. So I really enjoyed Mm it. But last night, I wanted to watch something And I watched Love at First Sight, which is on Netflix. And I Mm -hmm. thought, okay, I knew it was going to be a rom-com. But I was so pleasantly surprised with this rom-com. It was so cute. It was, you know, you could expect a certain story with a rom-com. And while this does follow that story, I felt that it had enough originality in it. Either it was the character performances or it was the story, the way it was told. I just thought it was done really well. And I was, 
I just fell in love with it. I just think it's cute. And I would watch it again and I would recommend it to people. And it's just about these two people who fall in love on an airplane, young people who fall in love on an airplane. And then as they, uh, you know, unboard the airplane, they get lost from each other. And then they have to kind of clue their way to get back to each other. Um, so it's just really cute and uh, well done. And I recognize the gal from the one that is in, and I'm so bad, I just don't know her name. Oh, I think it's, is it Haley? Now it's going to kill me. And I will put it in my show notes. But it's the gal that was in White Lotus. White Lotus. Okay. So the latest uh, White Lotus, she is one of the gals in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, it's, uh, Haley Lou Richardson. Yes. Yes. And I recognized her, but she had different color hair. And I think, where do I know her from? And then I thought, oh, she's in White Lotus. And so she (laughs) is the main character in this. Thank you, Renee, for coming up with that name. I really appreciate that. But um, yeah, it's go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. The, the the guy that plays Oliver, that is Ben Hardy. And he was actually in the Bohemian Rhapsody biopic. And he played Roger Taylor. I loved and him. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, I mean, Roger's my favorite member of Queen. And so I was, you know, very drawn to the, see how he was going to portray him. And so uh, I've kind of followed after since then, like watched other things he's been in and stuff. And so, um, yeah, when I saw that, I was so excited. To, I haven't watched it yet, but now that your recommendation, I'll be watching it soon because <laughs> I thought it looked really cute. So... What's funny is I remember, okay, so I didn't realize Ben Hardy was that actor, but when I watched Bohemian Rhapsody and I saw that guy, oh, Ben Hardy, I thought, that guy has something about him. And I was drawn to the actor in that role. And I looked him up at the time, but I have since forgotten his name because, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody came out a couple of years ago now. And so I had forgotten. So the fact that now you've, you've drawn that correlation for me, it makes so much sense why I love this couple and this guy Mm -hmm. and this girl. And they seem (laughs) not, not highly unlikely, but they, Mm -hmm. they do seem a little bit unlikely, but I just love that about them. And I just love it because it has Mm -hmm. to do with destiny, but also choices. Like you may have a certain destiny, but if you don't make a certain choice, then that's not Mm -hmm. going to really happen. So Mm -hmm. it, it plays a little bit of that in there and I just I just love love so um, yeah yeah, and, yeah I, rom-coms are great and yeah oh, and the gal who does the narrator she is that's yes. I didn't we've been watching the good place that's what we've been watching I totally forgot that I will add that on my list but anyway the narrator is in the good place so the gal who does the narration in the love at first sight movie so she yeah uh, she plays a character on the good place because I like her voice well, when it, I heard the trailer trailer I thought she was going to be the lead but oh, then okay. when they showed the main gal and she was American, I thought, wait, why is that voice in here? But what the reason I said this was a little bit different, she pops in and out throughout the whole um, movie, which is different, right, than what you're used to. And I love it yeah. because and then she plays these different roles, like basically trying to push these two together, which is so <laughs> cool. I love Fun. it. Almost like a fairy, a fairy godmother in a, in a way mm-hmm. of sorts, I guess, <laughs> of getting these two together. You know, it was something I watched. Uh, there was a, a, a Fear of the Walking Dead or a Walking Dead person in one of these things. And now it escapes me where I saw somebody. I'm trying to think, was it a million miles away? 
Well, that sounds familiar. So I was thinking Garrett Dillahunt is in A Million Miles Away. I remember that now. That was familiar, that title, but I couldn't place who I like. I, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. (laughs) Yay. I love when we can make the Walking Dead universe connections with what we watch. (laughs) So that is very cool. All right, Renee, thank you again for joining me today. As always, I love our conversations. Yes. Thank you so much. I, I, I just, I look forward to it. It's always so much fun. <laughs> thank you. All right, friends out there. Thank you for joining us today. And we are so grateful you tuned in and we hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website at Screens in Focus at screensoffocus.com and tell a friend because we would love more members of our TV club. You can find our website listed in our show notes. And I want to remind you to keep watching, keep exploring and keep those screens in focus. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.